This is episode 9 of the One Idea Podcast. Is the customer king? This podcast is produced by Evolve and Adapt, a certified marketing consultancy firm based in Singapore and Malaysia. If you need the strategy and marketing implementation work for your business to succeed in the digital economy, reach out to us at evolveadapt.com. Dear citizens, my name is JC Sum. I'm a certified marketing management consultant and the author of Evolve, Adapt or Collapse. Here's a story that has different versions, but this is my telling of it. The owner of a renovation company, Mr. Mus, had to travel overseas for a couple of days for a business trip. He was putting his right-hand man, Nico, in charge while he was gone. Nico has been with the company for three years. While he is very familiar with the business, he has never been put fully in charge of the company before. The company had a good reputation for doing good quality work and completing projects on time. So being in charge, even for a few days, was a big responsibility. The day Mr. Mus left, a customer swaggered into the office with his wife. We will call him Mr. A. Mr. A wanted to see the boss for a renovation job for his home. Nico came out to attend to the customer and explained that the boss was out of town but he could serve him. Mr. A looked at Nico head to toe and scoffed, but nevertheless explained to Nico what he wanted. Nico politely listened and noted the customer's needs and demands. He worked out a quote and presented it to Mr. A. Mr. A looked at the quote with a horrified face and said that the price is ridiculous and must be wrong. He scolded Nico and said he must not know what he's doing. Mr. A angrily stated that he has hired many contractors in the past for different renovation jobs and it should not cost so much. He demanded to know when the boss would be back so he can get a better quote. Four days later, Mr. A returned when Mr. Mus was back from his business trip. He complained to Mr. Mus about how useless and incompetent Nico was and overcharged him in his quotation. He showed Mr. Mus the quote that Nico prepared. The quote was for $60,000. Mr. Mus looked at the quotation and looked at Mr. A, apologetic and somber. Mr. Mus said, First, I must apologize on behalf of my staff. Nico is still relatively new in the trade and it's obvious he has made a mistake in the quotation. He must have miscalculated and presented you with an incorrect quote. Mr. A smiled smugly. Mr. Mus picked up a calculator and punched in a long list of numbers. Then he looked up and said, It seems Nico made quite a big error. The fee for renovation is not $60,000. It should be $110,000 but I'll give you a 10% goodwill discount for the mistake. Mr. A was shocked and did not know how to respond and stormed off. Nico, who had witnessed all that transpired, asked Mr. Mus, why did you charge him so much when the $60,000 quote was correct? Mr. Mus answered, First, I will not allow anyone to speak to my staff in such a manner. Second, for this sort of job, we need to apply an a**o tax. What I like about this story is that I would have done exactly the same thing. No matter what a team member does, even if he or she made a mistake, a client has no justification for behaving in a non-professional manner. I would drop a client if they disrespected my team unreasonably and unprofessionally. This has actually happened. 
Some time ago, we had a client who was confirmed and was just about to start a strategic marketing project. During the initial discussions, we had been working with the client team and all was good. But just a week before we were about to start the project and onboard the client, a new member of the client team joined the call. There were no formal introductions but were told that she was a senior team member. However, she was self-entitled and abrasive almost from the start. One comment she made during the call was this, What you guys do is not rocket science, right? We could get a few interns and you can teach them what to do. Our team could not believe the words that were coming out from her mouth. In addition, new last-minute requests were made when the project scope and payment schedule had already been discussed for months and agreed upon. The decision was made to drop the client. We withdrew from the project and told the client to keep the down payment. Dropping the client meant foregoing tens of thousands of dollars in business, but it was the right decision. The nature of our projects is that they span at least six months. This means we would have been stuck with this client for half a year. It is not worth the aggravation or frustration. Life is too short. I should mention that we still dealt with the client in a professional way till the end. We told them that since we could not come to and agree to last-minute requests, we would mutually agree to terminate the working relationship and not move forward with the project. We would also forfeit the down payment owing to us even though we had done substantial work up to this point. So is the customer king? This well-known phrase was coined by Harry Gordon Selfridge in 1909. It is also related to the saying that the customer is always right. Must a business owner treat the customer as king who is always right, even when they are wrong? My two stories above probably give you insight into where I stand on the matter. But what do you think? Some business owners' attitude is that it's not important whether the customer is right or not. The business should do its best to rectify any issues and offer solutions to make the customer content and satisfied. Fair enough. I think the attitude of whether the customer is king is more common and may be needed to some extent, especially in B2C businesses such as the service industry like hospitality and F&B, food and beverage. Most F&B owners would probably try to please all customers to ensure they get good reviews and ratings in this age of social media and cancel culture. Having said that, I'm sure we all know at least one hawker in a food centre who's just plain nasty to his customers. He'll completely ignore you until he feels like it. And then, when he does take your order, he gives you no acknowledgement at all. And when you try to confirm your order, he gives you a death stare and starts scolding you. Despite all of this, he has long queues to buy his food. It is just like the soup Nazi in the comedy series Seinfeld. You have to order in just the right way and tone, otherwise, no soup for you, get out. However, these are exceptions and you should always treat your customers with respect and treat them well. For B2B businesses, the answer to whether the customer is king may be clearer, especially when there's expertise involved. Clients engage a business because they require certain expertise or skills. In this relationship, it is almost certain that the customer always cannot be right. If the client is always right and knows what to do, he will not be hiring a professional for guidance and implementation. Of course, there will be cases where the client may be an expert but just needs a professional to implement a solution. 
Prior to being a marketing management consultant, one of the overlapping industries I was in was the special events industry. Over the course of 20 years, I worked with every size event company and team imaginable in over 35 countries. There were essentially two types of companies, regardless of their size. Yes men and experts. The yes men are the event producers who just follow the instructions of the client. The client tells them exactly what they want and the event producer offers no input. They put up decorations as instructed, plan the program as instructed and manage the event according to the client's schedule. I remember working on an event very early in my career. The arrangement of the stage, audience, sound console and entertainer's setup area was all wrong. I mentioned to the event producer a better alternative arrangement and he said the client wants it that way so he's just following the client's instructions. It was obviously not the best arrangement for the event and would affect the event experience for guests. It struck me as very strange that the event producer would not offer professional guidance even at that early stage of my career. Of course, there is a possibility that the event producer also had no idea what was the best event setup for that room. As I progressed in my career, I saw the stark contrast in professionalism and expertise. It was a big gap. When working with what I considered non-professional yes-men, it was often a fight and uphill battle to get the necessary production requirements in order, or what we called technical riders. But when working with professionals with expertise, it was always a pleasure as everything would be provided for and anticipated even without prompting. That is the difference between the event companies who charge $2,000 for an event and $2 million for an event. The $2 million event professionals are just that. They are professionals with experience and expertise that are much greater than clients would have, simply because that is what they do. They are professional event producers. They are not just charging clients for executing work. They are charging for the experience and expertise. That is their real value. Almost anyone can follow instructions to do a job. But as a real professional, the real value offered is much more than that. If you follow one idea, you will realize that a recurring theme in this podcast is the concept of value. What is your real value? The value you offer to the customer will likely determine how you view the customer. If you are a yes man and offer no value besides executing work that the customer does not want to do themselves, it is more likely than not that you will think that the customer is king and always right. But if you are an expert and commander of your domain, it is unlikely you allow the client to dictate what should be done. Imagine a surgeon who's operating on a heart patient. Picture him standing over the paying customer who's under anesthesia with his chest spread open. Is the patient who is the customer really the king? Or is it the guy with the scalpel? Think about your business or your job and review your own philosophy on this subject. Do you see yourself as a yes man or servant to your customer's desires? Or do you view yourself as a collaborator that offers a solution and level of expertise that caters to the client's needs? Now, there's no right or wrong as everyone has their own way of doing things. Everyone can also be successful by their own terms since success is relative. But if you want to answer the question of whether the customer is king and always right, you have to first be clear on the value you are offering the customer. 
This depends on the industry you're in, the nature of your business, your personal business philosophy, and whether your team is on board. I'll leave you with one thought. I know some business owners who believe that the customer is king and is always right. They'll bend over backwards to ensure the customers get what they want under the justification of providing good customer service. It works for them and their business can be considered successful. But do you know who ultimately suffers when the operating principle is that the customer is king and always right? The employees or workers of the business. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Idea Podcast. Catch every episode by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast app. Just search for One Idea, O-N-E-E-Y-E-D-E-E-R. As you know, a podcast needs listeners' reviews to grow, so please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This ensures we can keep this podcast free forever. Check the show notes for details. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, myself or our consulting firm, head over to oneideapodcast.com. My name is JC Sum and this has been One Idea.